2: My name is Promise, and we are so glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today, I just thank you for providing for our every needs, Lord, and mm-hmm. just being our God, Lord, and teaching us your ways, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for blessing us abundantly and giving us more than enough, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Jesus amen. In
1: Jesus' name,
0: amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us. And just have the the honor and the privilege of studying the word together with each of you. And today, we are continuing our studying the word in the book of Hebrews. And we'll be in chapter 6, still covering verses 1 through 12. So I want to encourage you, whether it's your first time joining us or you are rejoining us. So just take a moment and pause the episode and read through that section of scripture to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen?
2: Amen? Amen.
0: All right. And at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Let's well, Charles
3: the lord was speaking to me about um what we see inside of verse 10 where it says for god is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister and the lord is just reminding me that we see that paul is continuing with a thought that stems back from how they've regressed essentially that they are no longer able to eat solid food mm-hmm. but have gone back to drinking just milk and what the Lord was showing me here was that um, the Lord does remember all the things that we've done for Him and our service towards Him and our heart, as we see with David. Mm-hmm. He said, "Lord, remember how I have served you." Mm-hmm. Um, Hezekiah, Hezekiah said also him. said that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how it was, he they asked the Lord to remember their heart towards Him during their t- during their time on earth, and the Lord was reminding me that while the Lord does for remember them but he also does not desire for us to just go back to that we see inside of ezekiel how he's what is that sir meaning that we revert back to what we've done beforehand and that's the only um only claim that we can have essentially but the lord wants us to continue to move forward inside of him and with him in which we see um to the end of the um to the end of verse 12 where it talks about do not grow sluggish meaning that do not become slackful inside your pace towards working towards the things of god the lord wants us to constantly maintain with him and to move forward with him um but he wants us to do it at a consistent pace i would say and it's kind of inside of a long distance race you don't see runners they sprint and then they stop and start walking for marathons they run at a consistent pace and that's how the lord wants us to live our life he doesn't want periods where we pause and stop and don't listen to the lord and then other times when we're sprinting essentially for the lord towards him Mm -hmm. he wants us to be consistent always with him inside of that journey and that process Mm -hmm. and that's something that's very important inside of our walk with christ is that we are constantly moving forward with him at the pace that he is setting Mm -hmm. And the Lord reminded me of all the various times inside the Gospels We didn't see Jesus doing one thing one second And then doing something totally different He was consistent throughout the whole process He could be trusted to go and fulfill What needed to be fulfilled And this stems back to what we talked about um, Inside of previous episodes About how it's not that we're drinking milk that's the problem It's about drinking only that Or becoming stuck only on the meat this goes back to that as well meaning that we shouldn't be stuck solely on doing this one action or remembering what we have done or forgetting that we should be consistent in going as the lord told us to move forward in the example of Hezekiah, the lord told him to remind him it wasn't just them saying lord you better remember this or else it was something that the lord gave them the opportunity to remind them of what they have done remind him about their heart towards him not that he needed reminding but it was a level of faith and expectation that they had towards him it was showing their um love for him essentially and how they have loved him by reminding him of all the things that they have done for him but we should not be stuck in the place where that's all we do we should be moving forward and going as the lord tells us to move forward and step each and every time if he says to go back and remember what he's done in the past then do that that's good As we see in the example of Jehoshaphat, that's what you should be doing. But there's other times where he tells you to go forward and do the work. Kind of like how you and mommy would tell us at times to rest, and then there's other times we need to get up and get to work. Mm -hmm. It's not always just a rest or a fun time. There's also work that must be done, and the same is true here. The Lord loves us enough that he's willing to give us what we need in the moment, but we still have to maintain the same rate as we're moving forward with him. We have to... Be just as quick to get to the work as we are to get to the fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Promise?
2: Well, with us as she was speaking, the Lord was also reminding me of what defines as being su- sluggish is how we are understanding God's word. It's not God's not expecting a certain quota per day or stuff like that because we know he's not a taskmaster. But he's more so requiring that as soon as God says something, that we're willing to go forward and to execute his commandment. Which will bring me to Isaiah 1.19, where it talks about how if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. The same applies here. The willing and obedience as soon as the word is said. That's the only way that we can actually grow forward inside of what God wants us to do.
0: Okay. Now, all of what both of you are saying, doesn't that go back to verse 9? He says, Beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you, yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. Not just to have prayed a prayer of repentance, or a prayer that acknowledges that Jesus is the Christ, the way, the truth, and the life leading to the Father. But that, and then we just, as you said, LaCharles, continue in our own way, doing all the things we did before we acknowledged our Lord and Savior for who he is and in his rightful place in our lives, that he's our God and we're his people. But that we would grow and become conformed to his image, right? Yes. Not falling away. And he's saying, hey, I, I expect better things. I'm confident. Right? Now, in all of this, in Hebrews thus far, he is edu- he's he been educating them. So you've had all this available to you the whole time, but yet you haven't understood because it only comes through Jesus. And yes, he's speaking to, to, to the Hebrews, to the Jews of the day. But it also applies for all of us today, Jew and Greek. It, our salvation only comes through Jesus. Yes. But he's saying that, and again, this applies to everyone today, that it's not just about praying a prayer, but we should then be moving forward in our relationship, committed, confident, and becoming conformed to the image of Jesus in every area and aspect of our life. He's our pattern and example. He demonstrated, he walked out showing us how we are to live in dependence on the Father and through the leading of Holy Spirit in every area and aspect of our lives is no different for us today. So he's encouraging them not just to hold fast to their their heritage of, oh, I'm, I'm a seed of Abraham. He says, no, this is how you actually enter in. And this is what it looks like here in this life on earth which is the choosing ground what choice and what decision will you make essentially is what's being asked but he's also encouraging them have confidence that you will move forward in this that you will actually be a son or daughter of the lord most high and it's not through works it's through faith First begins in the heart, but then as you continue, one can't help but see the fruit in someone's life that has made that choice and is walking diligently, committed, steadfast or faithful to the Lord.
1: Amen. So when you look at um, Hebrews 6 and you look at what he's talking about here about them needing to go back over things. And then he steps over to cover those who fall away. Like you said, LeCharles, it's like he's highlighting a regression and also talking about their attitude towards the Lord. Uh, we briefly mentioned the apost, the great apostasy that must come before the antichrist is revealed in the previous episode, We just briefly glazed over that you did with Charles and what the Lord says to the churches in Revelation is hold fast to the end. Yes. Finish this. Finish the course. Get, get right whatever needs to be gotten right. Finish the course and you'll inherit eternal life. I have reward for you. Um, and you can just go back and, and read specifically what the Lord says to the churches there. But each has a similar um, statement from the Lord. Here's what you're doing right. Here's what needs to be corrected. If you correct it and you hold fast to the end, I will give you the crown of life. You will um, inherit blessing and et cetera with him. So there's something he's he's talking about here and speaking to their, their inward man. That's their attitude towards perceive, pursuing God. And he's telling them, don't fall away. God hasn't forgotten what you've done for him. God is not an unjust God, and he's not unloving. So remember that. There are times where someone could get tired of following the Lord, right? And you can, for various reasons, maybe it starts off as a physical fatigue, like, man, Lord, I've been ministering here, and I'm tired, and there's no one helping me, and right? It sounds like yes. Elijah, right? Yes, yes. mommy? Um, but what he's saying is keep your mind focused on the Lord and don't let that come in because when he goes over to, um, let's see, Hebrews 10 verse 38, there's a a reference to a scripture that was given somewhere else. And it says now the just shall live by faith, but if, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So the Lord is saying, finish the race. And, um, let's see. In Hebrews chapter 12, there's a a section in verse 11, well, I'll just read verses 12 and 13. It says, therefore, strengthen the the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. And so the preceding scriptures were talking about being corrected, corrected by the Lord and how someone could come away with a sour attitude after being corrected, instead of perceiving that correction properly, and it could lead to them becoming bitter. And uh, verse 15 actually talks about this Says, looking carefully, lest anyone sh- fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. So, When you think about what he's saying here in verse 6, and it's clearly a point that the Holy Spirit is desiring to speak to them concerning, because you see glimpses of it throughout the rest of the book of Hebrews. Um, Not only is there the faith component, but there is keep the right attitude towards God and don't let bitterness or a false idea about who your God is come into your heart and your mind and deceive you and cause you to fall away and to stumble now there's a stumble that's just um like for Elijah he turned away from the Lord for a moment to go hide in the cave but when God called to him he responded and came back to go back to whatever the Lord told him to do that's
0: jeremiah did the same thing Mm -hmm. said if you repent if you return then you'll be my spokesperson
1: right but their covenant with god was not broken their relationship was not severed they they were like god this is too much for me i need a minute and that's not acceptable i'm not saying that for one second and you see that god judged that differently he said come on back son Mm -hmm. I, i know this is hard for you i love you come on finish the race Let's keep walking together. But if they had said no to him and they allowed that bitterness that they were feeling, they were feeling bitterness of soul, no doubt in those times, in those moments. But if they had not strengthened the hands that hung down, that's like someone whose shoulders are slumped over and they're not standing up straight. You know, think about how when you stand up straight where your arms fall by your side. And then when you're slumped over and your back is curved and you're just kind of slumping around, your arms are much lower hanging on your body and then when your knees are not uh, firmly placed where you are ready to stand straight and run or things of that nature but they're kind of saggy and you're just dragging your legs along that's someone who has been worn out and exhausted and the lord is saying remember that god loves you he sees your faithfulness don't let this go from a place of i'm tired lord and i i need help seeing the light for tomorrow i need hope for tomorrow to turning into apostasy, yes Mom. think about Judas for a moment. did Judas walk with Jesus? Yes. yes, yes, did he eat with him? did he hear the messages that Jesus preached? Did he believe him at one point? Yes, 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 but then something happened in between there where he went from following the Lord to betraying the Lord. Something happened that caused him to be bitter and dissatisfied with the Lord and not want to pursue into his presence like the other disciples. He had the same chance that they did, yet he chose a different course. And then afterwards, after he betrayed the Lord, sure, he was sorrowful. However.
0: What's done was done.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. He
0: had made a hard line choice.
1: Absolutely. But he didn't have to make that choice. Exactly. He wasn't forced into making that choice. And for us, it's easy to go, oh, I love you, God. I'll love you forever, right? Peter said that. And then, two, I mean, later he was going, I don't know, you know, and throwing out some extra words that didn't belong there, beep, beep, beep words, um, mm-hmm. cuss words. I just said beep, beep, beep. <laughs> he threw out some slanders against the Lord, which God cautioned them earlier. You can slander Jesus, but you don't don't slander the Holy Spirit. Um, and, but you see the difference. Peter was reconciled, right? Got himself together, but Judas did not. So remembering that God loves us and he's not asking us to do anything that he himself has not first already done. And he is not an unloving God to go do all this work and I won't repay you. So don't let the adversary play on your mind and cause you to be fatigued with your relationship with him or to become bitter about the journey that the Lord has led you down. Right. Because Paul, of all people, the apostle Paul could have been talking about that and been angry with God because now he's in prison and he thought he was going to preach to kings. And now he's he's been beaten and, and dead once and ship, shipwrecked and bitten by a snake. And, mm. you know, he could have been bitter towards God but he was not. He said, God remembers all these things and God will judge and he will repay because then you also see talk, uh, Paul talk about in other writings, the crown of life that he is fully expectant that he will receive and that he knows is laid up and waiting for him. So these are moments that each believer has to wrangle and get a hold of their mind. And he was saying, I know that I have better expectation than you're going to fall into the apostasy, that that you're going to fall away. I know you're going to get this right and um, be restored to the Lord and have hope in your salvation and continue this course and that you won't be sluggish, but you'll imitate those who faith and patience inherit the promises. They had to go through see nothing days, days that seemed impossible and difficult, but yet they continued in faithfulness to God to persevere and pursue him all the way to the end.
0: Amen. So that's what this whole study of this book is about, right? Developing an unshakable faith. Mm -hmm. So we see how it applies, and it's applied for every generation. Mm -hmm. Will you, for yourself, hold fast to the Lord? Will you develop this unshakable, unwavering faith in the Lord that he can provide everything that you need in every area and aspect of your life?
1: And not only that he can, but he will, and yeah, he wants exactly. to. He's faithful.
0: He, I love that you brought up, honey, about um, strengthening the the limp hands or weak hands, and, uh-huh. and you know the, the feeble hands knees that hang down, uh-huh. right? Um, which is mentioned in Isaiah thirty five. But Job acknowledges this about the Lord in uh, Job four. He says, "You, your words have helped those that are tottering to stand, and you have strengthened the feeble knees." So. We're already shown and told exactly where the strength comes from. My, my help comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. It comes from His Word. Mm-hmm. Well, we hold fast to that in faith, unwavering, and remain faithful to Him. And that depends on where you put your faith.
1: And what you let happen in your mind.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, you've already been equipped. You've already been given everything you need. It's all found in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Will you not just take the blessings and benefits, but utilize them, the armor and all the things that he's already provided and given for you to stand and doing all that you have can, mm-hmm. stand firm. Amen. All right. And with that, we're going to pause there for today. Mm-hmm. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, let Charles.
3: Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you that you have given us the opportunity, Lord, to come into your presence, Lord, to be one with you, Lord, and to be your friend and your sons and daughters, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you, Lord, that you remember all the things that we have done for you, Lord, that you are just in your standard, Lord, and that you are fair. And, Lord, we just thank you that we can be fair as well inside of our own lives, Lord, that we can be just like you are, Lord, inside of this world, that we don't have to be sinful, Lord, but that way we can show who you are, Lord, to those who are around us. And we just thank you for these opportunities, Lord, that we can be your vessel inside the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus'
1: amen.
0: name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day.
3: Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter
1: where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org.
3: Click on connect in the mini bar and complete the form.
1: Be sure to check the box that says, subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer.